friends, welcome back to another episode of Two Idiot Girls. Ooh. How are you doing this week? Good. Me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like last week I thought I was getting depressed again, but then I remembered I hadn't left my house in two days. So that'll do it. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. I've been working nonstop the last two weeks. Yeah, so. I feel it. I haven't really gotten a chance to really think about anything other than working. But it's been awesome. And I'm ready for vacaciones. I know. We're going on vacation. Not from the pod. You guys will get an episode. But yeah. I'm going home. We're vacating our lives. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to take some much deserved time off. Yeah. I'm excited. Which is really nice. You'll still be seeing me. I'll still be fucking working. But like online. But. I'm excited. The weather's kind of ass. I'm kind of over it. Yeah, it's so annoying. Just pick one. It's about to be June. It should be sunny outside. I think so, too. I'm just so sick of it being, like, humid and hot, but it's overcast. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. I'm over it. I'm excited to be tan. Me, too. I feel like I'm happier when I'm tan. Same. That's why I always say I, even as, like, a sweaty person... Like someone who sweats really easily, I I fucking hate cold. Like I hate the cold weather. I hate when it's like cold outside. I hate when it's not sunny. I would much rather live in a hot, warm climate than I would in like winter. I don't. Yeah. When they're like, oh, you don't even experience seasons. I don't need to. I don't need them. I lived. I've lived two places that experience seasons, and it's not all it's cracked up to be. So I'm excited to. I like. I not- haven't. I've only I want it to be summer forever. I'm like a lizard, like just slay me on the on a rock in the sun. I'm turn my little lamp on. Yeah, I'm good with that. I don't need to ever experience fall or cold to feel anything. The only time I wanted to be like somewhat chilly is like around Christmas time. Yeah, but I still I fucking hate the snow, so I don't want it to snow. I just want it to be like a little chilly. Yeah, like when we went to Big Bear, (laughs) it was so fun, but we were all sick the whole time. So suddenly you're like, what makes that go away? Medicine and that's it. (sighs) And prayer, probably. Yeah, we all had altitude sickness. But also, like, I think that that's we talked about this with Billy. Like, I think that that's proof that my people should never be up there. That's true. Like, like I think it's our bodies aren't conditioned. Yeah, Yeah. Like my my like genetics don't lend towards cold weather or high altitudes like that. That's why, you know, like I lived in Hawaii for a long time and like I've lived in California like. I'm good. It is kind of like strange, like visiting when we visited Hawaii the very first time. And it feels like it's like, like the area feels like it's home. Do you know what I mean? Like the climate and everything. Yeah. Like I it was, I thought it was weird how quickly sounds, I felt adjusted to it. This and sounds, it's because we're, yeah. our ancestors are from. No, truly. Like climate, yeah. this sounds really like cheesy and lame, but like the mana, like you feel it yeah. in, in, in the island. Like I, on the islands, like I, I feel very at home on the islands because I'm meant to be on an island. So that's why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like my my people come from islands. So I that's go to, why. Yeah, we go to Hawaii. All my eczema clears up. Yeah, yeah. The my skin thrives in humidity. Mm-hmm. Like my hair's healthier. My skin's healthier. Yeah, skin conditions, especially on Polynesian people, tend to clear up when you go to a hum- more humid place. That's why I don't I don't like a dry heat. No, just to be a little sweaty in the air. Yeah, I like a I like a wet, humid heat. Yeah. That's my favorite. Like fuck heat. Florida, but like I felt fine when we went. 
Yeah, fuck Florida. Yeah, fuck Florida for real. Fuck Florida. I'm, and I'm pissed because I really enjoyed my time at Disney World and I will not be going back to Florida. Know, unfortunately. Fuck but. Florida. And I'm, my condolences to those of you that live there and don't want to. Mm. Um, but I, the humidity there didn't bother me. Like, I, I don't like, is it miserable? Yeah, but like, I'm okay. I felt more miserable <laughs> when we went to Nashville, which also fucked Tennessee, but yeah. Yeah, fuck Tennessee too. I don't. I have no ties to that that state. <laughs> fuck that state. Well, I felt more. Miserable I don't have any Nashville. ties to Florida either. I just really like Disney. So, yeah. <laughs> but fuck both of those states. Um, I think. Wait, what was what were we saying? I said I felt worse in Nashville than I did in Florida. I think in Nashville it was just it was just much more intense. Like it was like, how the fuck is the the temperature? 98 degrees and then the humidity is also 90 percent. like that's insane like I whereas feel- like in florida it's like it's like 80 degrees but the humidity is really fucking high oh I same see, in, see. in hawaii the it never really gets past 80 if it does it's it's rare um and then the humidity is really fucking high yeah. so like i would rather do that kind of humidity but i mean that's why that state is ass so <laughs> like that's true the weather that. is awful um Peace and love to those of you that live there and don't I want know. to. Um, but yeah, anywho. We went to a Lizzo concert in San Diego and it was so fun. Yes, we did. It was very fun. It was awesome, but I will say this. Um, what kind of venue makes you climb that many stairs to leave? Is that the Viejas Arena, right? Yeah, it was at SDSU's basketball arena. Hey, why do you have to leave that way? Like, you know, when you go to concerts, like if you're on the floor, like if you've ever been to the forum, they have a separate entrance. Yeah. And then when you leave, you can leave out that one. They don't go turn around and walk up those 300 (laughs) stairs to get out. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck was that? But at Lizzo, you had to walk down 300 stairs and then turn around and walk back up. And had to, when you left, you had to go back up them. Unreal. That's insane. At one point I was like, I'm just going to start running as fast as I can because then it's over faster. That's why I, I justify everything. Yeah. 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 If we're hiking and I'm walking up a hill, I'd rather run up the hill, get it over I fast. I was gassed. Yeah. I was so gassed when we left. I was like, oh my God. I was like, the only beef we had that night was with the venue itself. With the stairs. With the stairs. <laughs> Which is with the stairs. <laughs> but everything Liz- else was Liz- great. Herself, what an incredible performer. Yeah. I, truly, it felt like a really safe and fun space. I've never been to a Harry Styles concert, but I feel like all the videos I see, like everyone's saying you can have fun, but I would still feel really insecure going. It's still fun at the Harry Styles ones. Yeah. I've I've been to one. But it it didn't feel like that. Like, Muna, I felt, like, fun and, like, I could be myself a little bit. But at Lizzo, I truly felt like I could be myself. Lizzo was, yeah. Her whole, like, aura and her platform and just her talent is just, it precedes itself. It's just so, like, she's just so incredible and so talented Mm. live. Like, she's incredible live. But she has, like, lots of graphics and stuff that talk about, like, Loving yourself, loving your body, your body. Um, in whatever shape or size it is mm-hmm. and loving yourself unconditionally. And like Brittany was like, why am I crying? <laughs> like I she was literally it was crying. really good. It was fucking awesome. Like she is just incredible. Just a million out of 10. And the concert was so fun. Good vibes. And good vibes all around. It was a, it was a great time. And even so, like I, whenever we post about like, like Brittany was obviously with us, uh, People are like shocked. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you and Brittany are friends. What? And I was like, we hang out all the time. <laughs> like, Someone wrote on my Disney post with the Brittany was in. They're like, I love how she's become the Balangi friend, like the honorary Balangi friend of the, friend, yeah, of the yeah. family. And it's true. 
We've adopted her. Yeah. Like a little jungle can. <laughs> like Donnie Thornberry. <laughs> we brought her in from the wild. <laughs> she's uh, she's part of the fam now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we hang out with we hang out with Britt all the time. Uh we just don't post about it all the time because we're like real life friends. So yeah. we don't we don't really need to post it all the time. But she's just as fun and just as amazing in person as you would think. Um, she's, in, she's incredible. So we had a, a blast when we went the other night. What else did we do last week? I don't remember. I went to the gym. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, Same. You filmed on Wednesday. Yeah, I show. did. I did film my show. With two wonderful guests. Yeah. And then Thursday we went to the concert. That's what I'm saying. Last year, last week was kind of boring. Oh, Monday you did that. No, big Monday, thing. Yeah. yeah. Monday, Monday I worked. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's boring because we can't share it with them, but true. Fun things last week. Can't talk about them. <laughs> true. Wish you could have been there. Yeah. Oh man. man. Don't you hate when they say <laughs> that? Have you watched anything new? Oh yeah. I started the ultimatum queer love. I was just explaining it to Drew in a really confusing way on what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, I think the premise of the show is really gross and, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Yep. I But I'm going to watch every episode. I don't know if anyone's shocked I haven't watched anything new. My new thing is Modern Family. That is my hyperfixation currently. Sure, you finished it. I finished all 11 seasons and I've I'm rewatching them again. Have to. That show is unbelievably funny. I know. Unbelievable. Every single funny. episode is so funny. Yeah. And a perfect example of why you should be paying writers uh, what they're yeah, owed. Literally. A perfect example. Like, yeah. They deserved all those Emmys that they won because the writing is just incredible. I in told you that they were saying, like, anytime they were nominated, like, everyone nominated against them was like, fuck. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. way. You know? Well, there, that shows a perfect example, too. There are many examples, but that's a perfect one of why writers oh, should be paid finished, with their own. Yeah, I finished two shows last week. So, Yellow Jackets just finished season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, super underwhelmed by the finale. And I did not like this season nearly an eighth of the same amount like crit's been texting me like i just finished the finale i'm so pissed yeah so i didn't care about yellow jackets and then i succession finally finished yesterday i literally stayed up late to watch it yeah uh it it was an incredible ending to a show i was really like um relieved that it ended well yeah yeah you know so haven't watched either of those shows can't comment and then ted lasso will end this week too and i'm really sad about that like it's done done yeah just same with succession but i did start the sopranos i love it Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Everyone on that show's hot. And you're going to be like, isn't everyone in their 40s? Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> Go ahead and take a, take a look. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think. I, think that's I can't it. comment on that either. But if I did see them. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask you if you think they're hot. You think everyone's ugly, except for Billy. True. So. True. I put Billy on. You're like, oh, now we're talking. <laughs> like in SpongeBob when they stick their hand out and they don't cheer. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's just quiet. Yeah. And then when SpongeBob's hand, they cheer. That's me. Yeah. I was just telling Dace, like, I don't know, because she always has crushes and, like, she doesn't have any right now. And she's like, what is even the meaning of life without a crush? This is the longest I've been without a crush. It's, it's, it feels bad. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> doesn't feel good. And I was telling her, I literally don't know how you get anything done. Like, I, cause I'm obviously, you guys know, like, I never have crushes. I have never had crushes really mm-hmm. my entire life. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it's a Virgo thing. But no, I think it's just specific to you. Maybe. Yeah. But I was just saying I have, I just get so much done. I don't know how you get anything done. 
when you do have a crush. You do have a crush. No, I know it's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. The crushes that get, that I get nothing done when I have are real life ones. It's not yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Otherwise, I really for real is never getting. <laughs> And right Otherwise, now I don't I even seriously would never get anything. <laughs> you guys, you guys so don't serious. understand. I mean, dead serious. I would never get anything done. No, literally. Like, I don't even think I have a celebrity one right now. That's why I'm like, what's the point <laughs> of living of living? <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? Work. I don't know. No, I know. That is what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, that's why I'm so productive now. Nothing to distract me. <laughs> But I've actually been enjoying it. I told you, I was going to say, I know, I'm I saw telling this, you. I saw this TikTok that said, wouldn't you rather people be like, I can't believe you're still single instead of, I can't believe you're still with that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, literally me at my cousin's graduation party yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I know. Yeah. It's much, it's, that's the real tea, ladies. That's the real tea. The true tea. That's all I even when we were in high school um, and we obviously like we weren't allowed to date when we were younger. Um, I'd be like, days like we don't have time for this. And we have things I'm, to I'm do. looking out the window like I'm waiting for my husband to come back for more. <laughs> Literally. And she's like, there's so much to look forward to ahead. Look forward to ahead of us. Yeah. I was like, we have shit to do. Yeah. And then they was like, <sighs> you know. What's even the point? Yeah. So-and-so didn't say hi to me today. <laughs> Grow up. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't have any crushes right now, so I feel a little anxious. Yeah, pour one out for her. She's miserable. <laughs> 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 Apparently, life is unlivable right Feeling now. Feeling a little aimless, but that's okay. <laughs> it's been making me pay attention to myself more, which is good, but also makes me uncomfortable. It's, like, scary, but it's yeah. important. So I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so for this week, we're doing part two of advice. Honestly, I think we're going to do a part three, too. So if you do want to be included in the yeah. possibility that we will choose yours, because I told you last time we did get 300 responses. Yeah. And then from last week to this week, we have over 100 more. So yeah, please be patient. So we're going to do a part two of advice. Okay, so this first one is from Jordan. Mm -hmm. He said, so ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to be in entertainment in some way. I did band and theater in middle to high school, graduated college with a video and film major, and have worked on random shoots as a PA. Same. Even mm. though some were fun, I've always hated feeling like I'm constantly being micromanaged and sometimes disrespected on sets. Same. <laughs> Looking back, I have always loved making projects with just my friends or by myself, which makes me think content creation could potentially be something both emotionally and maybe even financially fulfilling. But every time I consider it, I discourage myself from even trying because it feels like everyone's, everything's been done. I might come across as cringy. Any advice on overcoming that or if either of you have experienced something similar? PSWC this. I'm the person who submitted the Bennett Light Beckham quote forever. Uh, love you. <laughs> Period. Get your, Get your lesbian feet out of my shoes. Am I even that one? I thought she was a Pisces. <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> Are those my shoes? <laughs> that part's so funny. Um, I have mean, you, have you ever PA'd before? No, I've worked, I've done stuff like that, but not like on professional sets. Okay. Yeah. I've done stuff, I've done stuff like that, but not on professional sets. Like, cause I was a journalism major. So I, I did lots of PA jobs, Okay, but they weren't for like celebrities or influencers or anything like that. Sure. They were oh. like for news, news stories. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like yeah. broadcasting type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. never done it. I've done it on a music video. I've done no, it. Yeah. I've done it like for traditional news. Yeah. I've <laughs> done it I've, on yeah. commercials. And it's a little different for traditional news. I feel oh, like sure. it's, it's much 
it's much different energy because the the goals are different and sure. no one's really like famous. It's just like when it's on, on like air, multiple people. takes like yeah. each one go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's live. Yeah. Right. So it's like stuff like that. Uh, that's what I've done. Okay. But never anything f- like for fun, like n- never anything fun, like yeah. music or TV or movies. or anything Yeah. Like yeah. It's awful. I know being a PA sucks and it's I awful, commend yeah. you. It's, yeah. it's hard. And that's, you know, this sounds like not to make it about me, but like <laughs> whenever I do work on sets, I feel like I'm, I try my absolute hardest to be really nice to every PA, every single um, person, whether, every, every person yeah. in general, but especially PAs. Cause those are the ones you talk to the most. Um, when you're, when you're like talent or on air pe- person, um, you talk to PAs the most cause they're the ones who like, they go and get you food and water and they get you whatever it is you need, take you wherever you need to go. Um, and they work hard, man. And sometimes they, a lot of times they work for free. Yeah. So a lot of times it's almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. And sets like, that's why I said the comment about writers, like they're, they're a huge part of like a conglomerate. Like none of it happens without people like yeah, you. So. Like, um, Reese, a guy with a movie camera. He was, we love Reese. Yeah. He, I saw him on Teffy's show. Yeah. And he said like, there'll be like a random guy smoking a cigar, wearing a leather jacket on set. And he's like a hundred years old. Yeah. And he'll be like, I worked with Robert De Niro on one. <laughs> <Jim> <laughs> like he was like, you, like those guys have the most knowledge, yeah. the most talent. Yeah. And they're so like casual about everything so he was yeah. saying like to why you should be nice to every single person on set yeah yeah like when i filmed last week on monday for something i can't tell you guys about um but it's something really big and really fun but that was like probably like the most professional set i've been on yeah Not, i guess like the most serious set because it is for like tv yeah and um it's not moana no me. it's not moana i listen bitch when <laughs> if when i'm gonna say when because i'm manifesting yeah. if i when I get into Moana, like you guys will know. I promise. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to, to keep that a secret. I will keep it a secret. Disney, if you watch this, I will Please. keep it a secret. I'm gonna be like Tom Holland. You guys have to pretend it's endearing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just leak the secrets. So you guys have to pretend. Honestly, like, that was like a running bit. He just ran like that. They just kind of like. I think he it. accidentally did it like twice, like for real. Like, and then they were like, "Wouldn't it, it be funny if you just yeah?" Kept doing and then it, I think yeah. after that, they were like, "Fuck it, do it," because people like it. But anyways, if it wasn't for Moana, it's I said it's for TV. But anyways. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody on that set was so nice. Like just the nicest people around there. Everyone's so talented and like knows everything about the industry and film and everything like that. So I'm trying to think if you've ever been on a set where people are mean, I don't think so. No, never. Yeah. Never really looked out. But in terms of what you're going through, I used to think that too. Like everyone's already done everything. That's not true. You're right. And also even if they have, they're not you. So like you could offer a very unique perspective. Reese is a great example. Like yeah. Reese is someone who was a PA forever. And all he's ever wanted to do is work on movies and TV. And he started to document it. Like yeah. he was like, oh, this is so interesting to me. So I'm going to document it. And look what happened. Like yeah. it just exploded. Um, And then Reese and I did the Oscars together. And like, he's just, he is so smart and capable and and so so nice and so funny and like but he offers a very unique perspective that's why he blew up because nobody had ever uh seen sets like that through the lens of a pa yeah right so um you know that's not to say that anything like everything's been done sure but like not everything's been done with the same lens like yeah everybody can offer. i watch i mean i watched reese during the pandemic i've watched so many different pas or different yeah yeah same. assistants on set I, I watch them all the time 
Same. Like and I watch girls that work on Euphoria. I've watched yeah. like makeup artists on whatever. Same. I watch. Yeah. yeah. You, you, even though maybe it is someone, something that someone else has done, it's not you doing it. So it is going yeah, to be different. Absolutely. And the, honestly, the hardest part of content creation is starting. Well, starting and it's because you don't want to be cringy. Well, and like, honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's so valid and, and true. And, and lots of people feel that way. The hardest part is starting and staying consistent. And also like you have to do it like because you really want to do it. Like you, you have fun making the videos. You feel yeah. like creative. You feel like it's fulfilling you. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you start posting to become an influencer, to make money, to make a lot of money, to get free stuff, to get free trips, if that's why you start, I truly believe the universe will withhold it from you forever i feel like because, every yeah every creator we've met through your job yeah um it happened accidentally yeah and it just organically. happened like they're like, like i thought it was funny i posted it and yeah it's what happened yeah and it's just and ones that you see all the time like you know like someone like dylan mulvaney like she just started because she said she felt like she would be braver if she, it was almost like accountability. Like she was like, mm. I want to post it. Cause it, it makes me feel brave. If I, maybe I'll reach somebody else who's also doing the same thing yeah. and publicly transitioning like that is, is brave and courageous and hard. And so that's why she started and she took off. Right. So like, you know, um, same thing with like, with Brittany, like she just, she thought it was funny. She posted it. It just happened. Right. So like, I think the common thread is that nobody was like, I'm going to do this so I get rich and famous and get free stuff. Like that's, I truly believe the universe will, it will elude you forever. Like yeah. you'll never get it. You'll never make money off of it. You'll never sustain. Um, I mean, you didn't do it for that either. You just thought it was absolutely funny. Absolutely fucking yeah. not. Like I did it cause I thought it was funny. And then, you know, look I figured yeah. I could put all this meanness to use and look what happened. Yeah. And it's very possible too, that like, um, you know, there are people that they shoot up and then they fizzle out because they post like one and it takes off and then they don't really post anything after that or it's not like in a niche or whatever. Um, that's common. It happens all the time. But like when I first got started, like, girl, like you couldn't tell me anything. Like I would post videos every single day and they'd get like a hundred likes and I'd be like, period. Right. Like mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit. I didn't fucking care because I was just having fun. Like it was something fun for me to do. Um, so I think if you feel unfulfilled creatively and you feel like you could create content that would would fulfill that for you i say do it like it's very possible to do it and then to stay consistent that's the hardest part yeah. and understand that each algorithm works independently of each other they all work very differently um they change all the time mm -hmm. so like one video may do well and then the next 10 will do shit. And then one will do well. Yeah. And then the next 10 I mean, will do shit. Go like, look, don't look at Drew's TikTok account because hers isn't, her numbers are crazy. But like, go, <laughs> go look at mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've had like one go crazy. Nothing, 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 nothing. Maybe a little bit big. Maybe a little bit big, bad. Big. And that's how the whole yeah. beginning of my... Now, if you go look at my TikTok in the early days, like obviously the numbers are crazy high. But that's because I've established the platform now. But yeah. like before I established the platform, like... They would be like a hundred views, a thousand views, mm -hmm. back to 50 views, a hundred views. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just, it ebbs and it flows. Um, I would say do it for the right reasons. Um, do it because you want to, because you, you know, feel creative and you feel like you have something to offer. And then, um, 
yeah, just stick with it. If you really want to do it, stick with it. But the the biggest piece of advice I could ever give you is if you're creating content and let's say like you have a couple videos do well, do not quit your job. <laughs> do not quit your job. Don't be like, fuck it. I'm going to be an influencer. Like uh, when I tell you, like you have to be at like, and this is me, this is like numbers that I had and you know, they vary. I'm sure they've changed over time since I've, you know, I've been doing this for now, like almost two years now, but like 2 million. I mean, it depends on whatever thing you're on. Like it, it engagement matters more than followers do. Yeah. So like I, I started getting looked at by agencies when I was at like 400 K 400, 500 K, but that's because my videos were doing really well at the time. And I mean, I lost my account like four times, but, um, my videos were doing well, but now I would say like, wait, do not quit your job until you have like a, like a really substantial savings. savings. Right. And then at least six months of savings before I had six months to make it work. I was like, okay, six months. If this shit doesn't take off, I'm going to go back to sports. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll just go back to media. And it did because I was like, I, you know, I'm a Virgo. So I was like, manifest, manifest, manifest. So don't quit your job. If you have a couple of videos do well, like, you know, get to at least a million before you start considering quitting a job. Yeah. Whether it's on TikTok or Instagram, I mean, I'm not even at a million on Instagram. Instagram's hard to grow on, but even like, then, I wouldn't even look at your numbers if you have the save. I just, I would worry about your savings and your yeah. finances. Yeah, yeah, pad your savings before mm -hmm. at least six months worth of money to like, and I say, and I mean like six months worth that like your lifestyle doesn't change. Like yeah. you don't have to cut back on anything. Like you could just like just freely create content for six months. Every single day, everyone who asked me, I'm like, you have to post every single day, not on every platform, but at least one of them. Yeah. Establish a pattern. Timing doesn't matter. Like people are like, does it matter what time you post? No. Hashtags? No, none of it matters. It's just consistency every single day. And if you miss a day, post two the next day. That's what I would do. I used to post two, three videos in a day. Now I don't fucking do that. I, I don't know. have to. I'm like, <laughs> you look at mine and I've been slacking. So I need to get back into that. So that's like my biggest piece of advice. Like some people get too excited, I think, which is natural. Like when you start to grow a following, if you have a video take off, like whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I have a hundred thousand. I'm going to quit my job. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. That's the biggest piece of advice I can give you. And make peace with the fact that you're not going to make money off this for a while. At least a year. I mean, <laughs> I think Sarus is such a great example of that yeah. because they have worked in the content creation space for a really long time in terms of working for a marketing firm or yeah, something like that yeah. that works with influencers. Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah. But they have been building their platform consistently, I would say, for at least for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And they just recently left their job. Yeah. So they did, See, they did yeah. both at the same time. I and can't honestly, even imagine. Honestly, they could have left a lot earlier, yeah. but they wanted to like be certain. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. I didn't make a dime, bitch. The first year and a half I did this, I didn't make anything. I got like maybe one brand deals for $200 and they didn't even give it to me. So, so technically I'm still waiting. On technically it. I was in the red. So <laughs> the first year we're so, upside down. We're upside down for sure. I was upside down for sure. I was ballooning yeah. in my content creation <laughs> business. Then 2021, mm -hmm. the start of 2020. Oh no. The start of 2022 yeah. um, is when I, I grew, I grew like four or 5 million in two months, which is insane. And then I started making money. Mm -hmm. So like I saved up enough money to last me so that I could do that. And mm -hmm. then it worked out. So that's my, that's my logistical advice. Um, 
But as far as like content creation advice, the hardest part is getting started. I told Dason this too. Um, I've told everybody this, but like film drafts, like if you just I have practice, a lot of drafts, yeah. If you practice talking to the camera, I know it's really the cringiest part for everyone is hearing yourself talk well, and watching yourself yeah. well, and watching yourself. But like for me, I was a journalism student, so I got over that a while ago. Mm. I used to fucking hate watching myself on TV. I used to hate hearing my voice. Like that's natural, but I got over that in college because I had to film myself all the time and, and edit videos of myself. So that's why content creation was easier for me because I was used to it and I could see myself and stuff. So just film stuff and draft it. If you, if you're not confident, quite confident yet, save them like drafts. I have a thousand drafts mm -hmm. of random shit. Like just do that to practice. And then once you feel confident, just start posting them. Who cares? Who gives a shit? What if people see me? Well, if I had said that you guys wouldn't have me. So there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something, something great could come out of it. You don't know. And just do it for the right reasons. I always think too, like if I'm filming a video and posting it, that I'm like, if I saw someone else doing this, would I think it's cringy? Mm -hmm. And if my answer is no, it's obviously because I'm just hating myself, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then if um, it's yes, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna redo it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's my gauge. And I do that too. Yeah, I redo, I redo jokes all the time. Like when I film TikToks, right? I'll like do jump cuts, and then sometimes I'm like. That wasn't funny. I'm going to redo that. Okay. I have a TikTok question for you. So when you're sure. filming in the app, which I, yeah. I do all the time. Yeah. It, in quotation marks, performs better. Um, <laughs> I only ever film in the app. So yeah. I mean, filming out of it is significantly harder yeah. than filming in it. But so, you know, when you finish filming it and then you press, okay, next, mm -hmm. right. You know how sometimes it has that little audio, the clip editor button where mm -hmm. you can open it and then you can add audio or you can yeah. cut it up. How come sometimes it doesn't? Because if you stitch or something like that, it doesn't always have it. Okay. Do you know if it doesn't when you do filters? I think that... No. No? Yeah, because I feel... I just didn't add the filter. I don't know. I didn't know if you knew. It's just whenever it feels like giving it to you, it will. It's always on there for me. I don't know what's wrong with your TikTok. Mine isn't always on there. And I'll film a really... Well, sometimes you have to like press the little arrow and it might move. No, and it's not in there. Only audio editing is in there. Sometimes it's on there. Sometimes it's not. Okay. Well, it depends on what you're doing. Because sometimes when you stitch people, it's not on there. You can't edit the clips. Mm. If you stitch people or you do web people, but I know you don't do web people, but like, no, just if you do that, you can't edit the clips. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Especially a stitch, which is why I always tell people <laughs> if you stitch, if you want to stitch someone um, and you want to get in the creator fund and stuff, like save the video, green screen it and then film it because you get the money that way. Oh uh, yeah. I can't even tell you how many fucking videos I have that have like 10 million views and I didn't see a dime off of it because I stitched. Oh. Which makes no fucking sense. It's almost like it's the two of you, so TikTok gets the money. <laughs> I don't know who gets the money. I don't know who gets, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it goes. But like my videos were getting so big that I was like, I there's no way that I'm not seeing a dime of this. So I have another question for you. Have you seen the trend of beige flags? Yeah, I have. What's a beige flag that Billy has? I mean, a beige flag is something that's not even it's nothing really, right? It's like something funny that they or like random. Yeah, but it's not like it's it's like something strange or or off putting that they do, but it's not. But you like bad. It. Yeah, it's not like a it's not a like red a red flag. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a deal breaker. Yeah, right. I don't fucking know. I have to really think about that. A beige flag. Hmm. I genuinely don't know. Like I saw one girl, she said like if she showers with her boyfriend, she said that he makes her pay a kiss toll every time she has to get past him. And sometimes the, the toll's been going up with inflation. 
And so I saw Jack in and in talk about it. He was all kissing toes. What the fuck are you here? What the fuck's a beige flag? Now I don't know what a beige flag is. Like. I thought it was when the first beige flag video I ever saw was a girl saying, um, my waiver would be like, we'll come in and pretend to hit on her like he's never met her before. And then he'll walk out as that guy and then come in as himself. He'll be like, is this guy bothering you? And it's knowing he pretends to fight someone on the ground. That's funny. Yeah. Not the kissing that's a kissing toll. What are you guys doing? How often are you showering together? I thought that too. I was with someone for eight years. We probably showered together like maybe four times. I don't know. There's no way. What? <laughs> that confuses me because now I don't know what a beige flag is. That feels like you just wanted to brag about that. Don't go over. Go off the one I just said. No, I know. I know. That one's funny. Um, like that would make me laugh if my boyfriend did that. But I'd be like, it's okay. The beige, okay. A beige flag for Billy is like, I mean, he loves to throw things like, yeah. And when I say throw things, bitch, like, I don't mean like toss it. I mean, like he wants to fastball pitch it like across the room. <laughs> well, where were we? And he wanted to throw something. Girl, recent. when, I know. because he, he, he literally, I'm not kidding. He's like, I have to fight that urge all day, <laughs> which is just. That's fucking insane. Like, that's insane. That's insane. That that's like something you actively have to fight to not do. Yeah. That's insane. Like yesterday we were eating bananas in the car and we pulled up to a trash can. I was like, here, I'll throw it in the trash can. And Billy was like, don't do that. But now I'm thinking, I think he was mad because he didn't get to throw it. No, he wants, he wants to throw it. Like he (laughs) wants to like, and when, that's why I said, I sent him a video of um, Julian Salamita. Yeah. Cooking. And he made yeah. um, croquettes. Yeah, and he threw it at the and wall. And he was a croquette baseball. And then he was like, <laughs> and he threw it and, it and it exploded on the wall. And he was like, oh my God, that went so much faster than I thought. And then he was like, strike. <laughs> He's an Aries, which you can yeah. tell. I can't believe Billy doesn't have any Aries. And I sent that. Because you know Billy doesn't act on it. He yeah. thinks about it a lot. I sent that to Billy and he was dying laughing. And he's like, that's like literally my whole brain. Like. It's just the urge to throw things. Okay. And sometimes he'll tell me, can and I not at other people? No, it's no, just- no. Just at the wall, mm-hmm. like in general, like he literally asked me, he goes, can I throw this? And I go, where? And he goes, I'm going to throw it over there. And I'm like, that's fine. And then he goes, ah! and he throws it like he makes a noise and everything. We're, we're, we were just somewhere. And then he was like, I really want to throw it. <laughs> I can't remember. That's a beige flag. <laughs> and then he makes me pay a kiss toll. <laughs> every time he every time he wants to throw things he has to pay a kistle it's your beige flag you're his boyfriend <laughs> no literally I and mean, she was like and it's been crazy because we've been together for so long and the the tolls have been going up because of inflation i mean that joke is kind of funny but like the 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 like subject matter is is weird i, I don't want to say weird but it's just like it seems that doesn't seem like a beige flag it seems like a flex almost I'm not a hater. I think it's cringy. That's what I think. That's straight people culture, right? I think it's cringy. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, well, what did Jack anyone say about it? He was just saying, like, what the fuck is a beige flag? Yeah, like, I don't He's understand all, anymore. I don't understand what we're doing anymore. Like, kissing toll. Like, we've, what is this? We've lost When he the said plot. the kissing toll, I couldn't stop laughing because I thought the same thing when I watched it. I was all, what? I'm going to go is look this up guy the bothering you? Like, that's way funnier. That's funny. And, he's like, and Billy, <laughs> Billy, like throwing things yeah. like that's, that's a beige flag. Cause it's like, it, it's not a deal breaker, but it is strange. Yeah. That's why he told At me. At first I thought it was like a running bit, your boyfriend or it's cause it's always straight people. I never see the queers doing this. Yeah. They're like, yeah, like 
it's a it's something funny that he does that's so it's kind of weird but i I, yeah. I find it endearing yeah 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 that's, that's what i thought a beige flag was same and then i same. saw the kissing tool and i'm like hey you guys are cringy what, what do you shower together every day i know how do you get anything done to get past him i have to pay the kissing tool no and you know what? Like, She's like, I'm running late for work. I don't have time for this. He's like, gotta be the kissing tool. Then, then we fight. Yeah. Then we ha- then we have a fight. You know like, what I mean? It's a, come on. We always do. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, then I we have, have to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Showering together every every single day is strange. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that it would take forever, and I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like some Billy will literally, like, it's just too. Sometimes when people are like, oh, throw this. Like, if we go to like a park or something like that. I have to tell him not too hard because, like, he'll just launch it into outer space and, like, mm-hmm. doesn't care if it comes back. It's just like, like, he's not allowed to throw balls with Squid because I'll never see the balls ever again. Mm-hmm. And Squid will take off and not be able to find them because he'll fucking throw it into the ether and we'll never see it again. So that's why he'll have to, like, he asked me, time, can I throw this? One time we went to the park with our family and my brother was, like, super into his boomerang and him and Billy just stood there for, like, an hour Dude. taking turns throwing it. And then Donovan and Donovan throws or um, Billy throws it too hard and, and like too- no so it's going far and so and then Donovan's like you keep doing that when it's my turn and I have to run all the way over there <laughs> and when I throw it, I'm trying to make it come back or I'll like hold I'll hand Billy something or he'll pick something up and he'll be like I really want to throw this but I'm not going to I'm like gee thanks what a guy gee thanks so there Anyhow. you go I just yeah. wanted to ask about beige flags I yeah. haven't seen it okay. This next one's from Elena. She said, what are key memories, learning lessons, advice you got from your parents that helped shape you into being strong and independent individuals, being able to stand up for yourself and others, take no shit. I love your energy and I want to help teach my daughters to lead and be strong women in this future world society they'll live in. What are some teachable moments? Jeez Louise. I mean, that's a really heavy question. Only because like, you know, I think parental I, advice is, is I take that very seriously. And it's also yeah. like, it's also specific to the kids. I think too. one of my favorite things that both my parents, most especially my mom has instilled in us is creating our own memories, like or our own um, traditions yeah. as a family, because we didn't grow up with a lot of extended family at first. Yeah. So my mom has always made like certain things. I was talking about this with Amy on her podcast where like, we know every Christmas Eve we're going to do the same exact thing. Like, mm-hmm. all the way up until, like, I'm going to be 30 this year. Yeah. Drew got to host Christmas Eve. Like, that was, like, a dream of hers. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, next year I'm hoping I have a house so I can host Christmas Eve. Like, I'm, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I, that's one of my favorite things that our parents have always done for us is that, how important birthdays are. Because then, as we yeah, grew up, we would big. make our friends and our partners' birthdays just as special. Yeah. Um, I think just stuff like, my mom has always gone out of her way to make everyone in our family feel special by creating such um, specific traditions with all of us that we all get to be part of. Yeah. Um, And I I, mean, I feel like that's helped a lot with building family culture, not so much standing up for yourself. Like she's taught us. Well, yeah, she's, yeah, she, she also wants like, I think independence and stuff too. But to your point, um, my mom always celebrated us individually. Yeah. um, Because we're very different children. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Dason's the oldest, and then there's me and then our little brother, Donovan. So like Donovan's significantly younger than us. And, um, Dason and I were in school together and, uh, we were only a grade apart, even though Dason's two years older than me. And I was just talking to Dason about this the other day, but like when I was like in second grade, um, my, the faculty at my school 
had a meeting with my mom and told them that they felt like I should skip a grade because they thought um, like I should skip third grade and go straight into fourth grade because they felt like I was um, too advanced. Like they said that uh, the curriculum wasn't challenging enough for me. And they're like, and then your other one, we want to put her down. (laughs) (laughs) They just want to switch us. Yeah. Um, No, they were just like, they, they felt like I was too grown um, and too advanced. So they wanted me to skip. And my mom was like, "Mm, no. And they said, are you sure? And you know what I mean? And my mom was like, no, I think she's good where she's at. Cause part of it was like, she wanted Dason to have autonomy from me. Like, she wanted her to grow separately from me because we were so attached even when we were younger. Yeah. Um, but Dason was so shy when we were younger that she really wanted Dason to kind of blossom on her own. And I have codependency issues. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted her to make her own friends and, and not, not that she ever struggled with that, but like if I were to go into the same grade as her, like it would be like, you know, like she would just be with me all the time. Yeah, as it would to hinder like, my growth. Yeah. yeah it, it, she wanted my sister to grow separately from me. And she, cause she knew that we were two very different children. And at the same time, she was like, this bitch is already too big for her britches. Like leave that bitch in the grade she's in. She doesn't need that. Like, and I was already actually too young for my grade. I should have been a year younger, mm-hmm. but I like could not wait to go to school. Like I was like, please put me in school. Like I begged my mom to go to school. So I went in younger and Dason went in older because her birthday is later. So it was just one of those things where my mom was like, I have two different kids. I I think I want them both to feel special and important and independent. And if I move them into the same grade, it's, and we're not twins, like it's just going to be, it's going to be hard to differentiate the two of us. Yeah. Cause even though we were kind of raised like twins, like yeah. my mom said I had to wait till I was 13 to do something. Drew could do it at 11. Yeah. Um, but that's because Mentally, I was 42. No, I so. know. I'm like, okay. But <laughs> yeah. um, my mom never compared us to each other ever, even now. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's never compared us or been like, why can't you be more like this? Or she well, measures Drew us very this. differently. Yeah. yeah. There's very different standards. And then even more so for my little brother. So yeah. he, cause that's even harder for him where I'm, where I'm 11 years older than him. Yeah. So I think my mom always, yeah, raises us individual tr- children. Yeah. So I think celebrating your child for who they are. Um, separately from each other. If you have multiple children, I don't know if she mentioned that she had yeah, and she has two girls. Yeah. So it, that's a huge part of it. I would say, um, because I know your kids are very different. Like me and Dayson are, are very different, but, um, alike in the ways that matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that was a huge thing that helped foster our independence. Uh, we went to two different colleges. That was a huge thing too. Uh, I did get into um, Oregon. I got into Hawaii too. Yeah, right? but I I chose not to go to Oregon. Um, Dason, uh, my mom was like, "Oh, that would be so fun if you guys went to the same school." But it's up to you guys. Like, she just we we all applied to like ten or twelve different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like wherever we wanted to go. So I chose, I actively chose not to go to Oregon because I, I wanted to grow separately from Dason even when I was like 17. Especially as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. As an adult, I was like, I want to live my own life. I want to, I want to like make my own friends and all that stuff, which we did in high school too. But you know, we were so close in age that like all of our friend groups like we're the same melted yeah. together and we played sports together too. Mm-hmm. We did everything, everything together. together yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I think that helped. Want, yeah. I didn't want you to come cause I was being gay. So <laughs> That was before she was out. Yeah. So I was like, don't, <laughs> I didn't even like, I didn't even care about like whatever the fuck she was doing. I just, I wanted to go somewhere by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was really helpful. That's something that you can do. Um, 
I would say um, something my mom had said to me when I was younger, uh, when it came to my body, because uh, when I first started like becoming aware of being perceived in my body and how think, it looks different. Yeah. yeah. And how it's, it differs it differentiates from, uh, white women, especially because mm-hmm. I played soccer and I played with like all, all white women. Same. Um, you know, I, I mentioned to my mom once when I think when I was like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. I told my mom, like, I wish that I looked like my friend. Like I wish my body looked like hers. And my mom told me, you know, I'm going to say something to you and it's going to sound mean, but it's not. Okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she said that. And she said, you're never going to look like her. And that's not a bad thing. Right. She said, your body's built differently because you're someone that's different. Like the way that you're built, how tall you are, those it's a very different um, shape and it's a very different perception, but it doesn't, one is not inherently better than the other. And so I never forgot that because I remember thinking like, what? It's not supposed to mean. But then when she elaborated, I was like, okay. Like genetically, I mean, we're not built. To- yeah, we're not. And we aren't. And that's okay. Like it's, and I feel like it's important that you mention that early because I mean, I'm not a parent, but I just feel like it made such a profound impact on me. Yeah. Because I think go- growing up, I would tell myself like, well, I'm not white. So that's why I don't look like that. And it's, and it's true. It's fucking true. Like we're built differently. So um, especially as, uh, you know, women in a patriarchal misogynistic world, like our bodies and looks are completely different. They're, we're very different, but we're also perceived so much more harsh than the men are. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're, we become violently aware of it a lot earlier on in life yeah. than I think men do. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just how we're raised. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that helps, I think, um, I don't know what else about being independent. Well, she brought in your being able to stand up for yourself. I think we just, I just always saw my mom doing that. Yeah. In every situation we were in, it didn't matter if it was like, I like, I loved going to work with her. I don't know if every kid was like that, but I was like, that's my dream. I want to go to work with my mom every day and just watch her. So I like from a very young age, I have always, we've always watched our mom being a leader of some sort, whether she was like, coaching or um teaching or leading a group or whatever yeah, whatever it may be. i always saw her in some form of a leadership position but i was never like i want to be her like that was terrifying to me to be in front of that many people yeah. but she has always been like that you know what i mean yeah so <clears throat> but it did inspire me as i got older like okay if my mom can do it why can't i do it too yeah i think too um my mom was a big big she's always been like this with all three of us but like she let us wear whatever the fuck we wanted. She let us like whatever we wanted. Like, yeah, you she know what supported I mean? like, like all our, Jonas all our brothers. phases. Yeah. yeah. Like, like my mom tells this story all the time, but like when I was a kid, I was like obsessed with this like first communion dress. It looks like a little wedding dress. Mm. And I used to wear that with these like cowboy boots that my dad got me from Texas. And that's the outfit I wanted to wear literally every day. And my mom let me wear it every, like when I say every day, I mean every day, bitch. Like every fucking day I was wearing that exact outfit. And my mom didn't care if other people saw me in the outfit. She's like, she wants to wear it. So like my mom told me. Yeah, I was a witch for Halloween. Like, oh my gosh, seven years in a row. So gay. (laughs) So gay. Jason was a witch for Halloween. Every single year my mom would be like, are you you sure you want to be a witch again? And she'd be like, yep. 
And I was like, okay. New costume, black lipstick. Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Same, same. Co- it's like, it's literally like spider witch, like green spider witch. Pumpkin witch. Pumpkin witch. Yeah. Like black witch. Purple witch. Like all, all black, like coven witch. Like, you know what I mean? It was just vampire witch. Like it was and all the same. And then drew me in front of me one time. I wasn't a witch ever again. She said, you're always a witch. <laughs> no, 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 take us to the party city. And she'd be like, what do you guys want to be? I'm like, well, this is probably going to be a witch. And then I was like. Immediately embarrassed. As if no one's perceiving her being a witch. Like, I'm like, well, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just like, she's probably going to be a witch. Dude, I would wait till the ads would come in so I could look at all the witch costumes. Oh, yeah. Like, we'd circle them. Yeah. yeah we'd circle and then we'd them. go and be like, I'll take hashtag BYT. Yeah. Yeah. This B7984. Drew's always trying to be a harlot for all time. <laughs> I was always trying to be something cute. Something, yeah. I was always trying to be something that would I could wear makeup mm-hmm. and wear a heel yeah. if possible. Um, and curled hair. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I was ever anything strange. I don't think I was until I got older. No, just pretty. Yeah, I was always something. I always wanted to be something like glam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like she would let us dress however we wanted. And she'd be like, well, she wants to wear it. So, you know what I mean? And she did that with my brother, too. My brother would put together the craziest fits when mm-hmm. he was young. He still does. <laughs> he still. Yeah. But I would tell my mom, I'm like. I w- do you think he should change? She goes, if he wants to wear that, let him wear it. And I was like, and I'm talking like he'd wear like a fedora and like a Tom and Jerry shirt, plaid shorts, and then plaid shorts, and, and, and then he'd wear socks with sandals. And that's what he wanted to wear. And then she'd be like, let him wear it. If he wants to wear it, let him wear it. He dressed like that to a birthday party. I took him to once. Mm-hmm. He was like, mommy said I could wear whatever I wanted. So this is what I want to wear. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I took him and he bowled in that hat. So <laughs> there you go. Came back, like, can you hold my hat? He's already drenched in his own sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that helps foster independence because it's like a confidence that you instill indirectly where you're like, you give them the space to enjoy whatever it is they want and to, and to love whatever it is they want. And then like me and Jason went through a huge like scene phase, emo, um, emo, emo phase, yeah. like, and everything we wanted to listen to and, and it really dark, heavy themes. And like, my mom was like, if that's what you want to listen to. And she got us tickets. That was my very first concert. It was my chemical romance, the black parade tour when I was 10 years old. That was my very first concert ever. And we, she took us right. And she sat there with us and watched us like watch the show. And they were incredible live. And then, uh, then literally the next year we switched to the Jonas brothers and she took us to every concert and bought us every item that we wanted of theirs. Like yeah. she just gave us the freedom and the space to love and pursue whatever it is we liked mm-hmm. and wanted. So I think that helps inherently with independence, right? Yeah. Confidence. And then with our dad, um, I've seen my, I, I can, I can't even count the amount of times I've seen my dad cry in front of me. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I've talked about that too. My dad's always very been, been very, Emotionally cognizant. emotionally cognizant. He's been very upfront with his emotions. And my dad has always um, expressed how much he loves us. Mm-hmm. And like, he's never, he's never been someone who doesn't say I love you. Or we always, he always tells us he loves us. Like um, before we say goodbye to each other, yeah. same with my mom. Like we always do that. Um, still to this day, we do that. So, you know, he used to call us and check in on us all the time when we were in college, like just to see how we he were still doing. does it. Yeah. yeah. He still does that. So like, it's like uh, two different uh, personality types, but they were, had the same goals for us. Yeah. And standing up for yourself. I mean, like Dason said, like we've seen my mom do it a bunch of times. Literally, um, 
but also like she kind of um, made us a team. Right. So mm-hmm. like she was like, you always stand up for each other. You always have each other's backs. Yeah. <laughs> like and by that, she means I have Dason's back. because Dason's- <laughs> I did, too. I know. But you're, a little you're, bit older. Yeah. But you're the one who's always being preyed on when we were younger. Like, yeah. Like like by bullies. I got bullied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so she was always like, you're a team. Like you guys are our best friends. You're a team. Like stand up for each other. Like be there for each other. And then um. I, I always did that for days growing up and she did that for me when we got even older. And like, I think me doing it for her all the time, whenever I would see other people being treated that way, I always thought that they reminded me of my sister. And I don't like when people prey on the vulnerable. Same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it bothers me. So that's why I was always like, I got my voice standing up for her. So I just would use it to stand up for other people. Too, yeah. So. Long-winded answer, but I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing a great job. Yeah. Okay, this next one's from Presley. She said, I'm heading to university this fall, and I've heard that most college guys don't want a relationship but lead you on anyways. What are the red flags that I should look for so I don't waste my time? Oh, man. That's kind of open-ended. I mean... I guess like major red flags are just like they don't ever want to hang out with you during the daytime. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't talk to you outside of the the demon time hours, which is like after midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they don't post you on their Instagram or something. Well, here's what I will say: in college, it's like it's just like a free for all in college. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of uncommon to be in a relationship. It is really uncommon. Um, if it does happen, you know, you know, I'm sure there are success stories, but there are many that are not. Um, some people will take all four years of college and then they break up like right, right after. (laughs) No, I mean like right after college. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll break like, but they'll break up at the end of the road. I've, I've done a lot of couples to do that. Yeah. My advice is to, have a good time to date around. Um, if you do get wife down, wait till the last two years. <laughs> yeah. And it only if it's really, really worth it. I feel like, I mean, Dason got wife down super early on in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't at all. And so I think, you know, I don't know. I get, I think it's just like, it's a lot more, it's a lot more of like an experimental time than you would think. Like it's, you know, just kind of seeing what you like and what you don't like. Well, and like, we've talked about this a lot on here. Like, I think you forget how young you actually are in the grand scheme of it all. Yeah. So like me getting wife down at 19, like, and I'm going to be 30 this year. I'm like, what a fucking idiot. (laughs) There's so much going on. What are you doing? Yeah. But you only know what you know. Especially as a baby gay. Yeah. You only know what you know at the time. So, I can't be that mad at her, even though I am uh, yeah. irritated with it. But um, there's so much ahead of you. Yeah. So don't feel pressured to be in, in a, a relationship. relationship. Yeah. I would definitely suggest having fun and just kind of figuring out, like you said, like what you like and what you want to do. Yeah. Have fun, man. Like, I think. I mean, like, uh, I I wouldn't say that men lead you on any more in college than they do in any other part of your life. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They they. They are uh, consistently terrible yeah. throughout life. <laughs> they're like that in college. Yeah. They're like that after college. Yeah. They're like that in master's. They're like that before of- <laughs> college. They're like that well after. Like they're always like that. Um, yeah. And if you're not a relation, you're not a um, a date around kind of girl. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say, 
to choose carefully. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like women, especially who um, are attracted to men and they want to date men, um, you know when they're bad. Yeah. If you have to ask, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, That's why a lot of the questions you guys are sending in, I'm like, you know. When. You know, yeah. Like, but, but especially for dating, like, if you have to ask, like, do you think he's a, he's a good guy? You know the answer to that. I don't ever have to ask someone that about Billy. Do you think he's a good guy? He's really nice, but... He does cheat on me all the yeah. time. <laughs> like, it's one of those. I, in college especially, too, men are just as noncommittal in college as they are in high school. Like, I don't... I didn't date in high school. I'm glad I didn't date in high school. Yeah. Um, college, I did date, and they are just as aloof. They are just as noncommittal. It's the same fucking thing. Um, because you're all figuring it out. Like... My friends were the same way. My fr- None of my friends wanted to really be in a relationship. One of my, two of my friends got into relationships, but not till the very end. Right. Um, and one of them lasted and one of them didn't. So it's, uh, it's a real dice roll either way. What I would say to focus on is, is a really solid friend group. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's much more important in college. Like you got to have your friends, like, and you just have the best time. Like I had the fucking best time in college. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, I wish I could go back to high school. Not me, bitch. And I had a great high school experience. I wish I could go back to college sometimes. Just because it was so fucking fun. Like, you're all in a a very specific time in your life. And you're, like we talked about with Morgan, your metabolism's at an all high. Your tolerance for alcohol's at an all high. Like, you could just party and have fun and go to school. I wish I didn't get tied down in college. I wish I dated around and figured it out a little bit more. That's tea. So, like... Five years ago, I would have said, yeah, I'd go back to college and relive the same experience. Mm. And now I'm like, I mean, I would go back, but I would not relive it the same exact way. Yeah, that's fair, too. I think um, it can you're be also, daunting. When you're younger, too, and you get in relationships, your tolerance for bullshit is so much higher. That's true, too. So now yeah. that I'm 29, of course, I'm going to be like, I would never put up with what I put up with at 21. Yeah. But yeah. like, obviously, but like hindsight's 20 at the time, you're just you only know what you know. So yeah, that's true. That's actually I would just yeah. be aware, like, I always think if you see a red flag once, believe it, believe it and move on. And it depends on what it is. If he cheats on you, we're done. Yeah. We're not doing that again. Yeah. If he. <laughs> Makes you pay too many kissing tolls. I don't know. Maybe yeah, we I don't know. Maybe that. we revisit it. <laughs> Maybe we talk about it a little yeah. bit. That's yeah. And it, uh, you're right. That's such tea though. Like when you're younger, your your bullshit tolerance is that. Do you know what I mean? High. You're like it's mine fine. wasn't, but that's because I've she's always been like that. I've always been like a hundred years. Yeah, old, you've always so. been like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what's funny is like the guy I dated right before Billy, countless red flags. Yeah, countless bitch, yeah. like a million, like up front. And even my friends were like, girl, come on. And I said, you're right. Like, and I knew, even yeah. though I would talk to my friends about it, I, I fucking knew. Like, I knew. I'm mm-hmm. not an idiot. Neither are you, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes people ask because they want either someone to lie to them or they want, um, you know, validation that they're right, that, they, that your yeah. gut instinct is right. And most of the time it is. So, well, and Presley, she's, I think going into college, I did it. We didn't date before college. So I yeah. don't know literally anything. So I don't yeah. blame you for being like, what should I be looking for? You'll see a red flag and you'll know. Yeah. I just think like, if it doesn't feel right, trust your, trust yourself mm-hmm. before you trust a stranger. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know these people. Yeah. Um, but be safe. 
um, and focus on a solid group of friends. Like, yeah. like a, like a really great, like, oh man, my friend group was so awesome in high mm-hmm. in college. Like I'm still friends with them to this day. Like those are friends you take with you for life from college. And I have quite a few and I'm very lucky in that sense. But like, those are like, those are your ride or dies. Like, yeah. I mean, I think for me too, because it was my first relationship, that was like the only person I hung out with. So do I have, and that's part of, that's part of the experience, yeah. right? The infatuation phase. No, like, but I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. I, I do have memories with friends, but not that many. So without it, that person, in without, the picture. well, not yeah. only without them, but just like, it's always just me and them. Oh, really? Yeah. OT. Like, well, I guess that's not entirely true. I mean, your first year you had a ton, but then they yeah, came into the picture. But see, yeah, see my freshman year is the funnest because, yeah, we, because were, yeah. we only dated for the last three months of, yeah. of my freshman year. The yeah. rest of it was really fun. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So just be aware. Be aware and don't feel pressured to get tied down. You, it, I know it may feel like you need someone, but you don't. You're so young. Like you're so, 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 so young when yeah. you're going to college. Like have a good time. Have a good time. Be safe. Um, keep your wits about you. I sound like your dad probably. And uh, you got a good head on your shoulders. Yeah. And find a friend like me. Honestly, if you're, if you're not the friend that's like me, find a friend like me. Cause yeah. I kept, I kept like I literally was like they were like my little ducklings like I, we would go out and I'd let them fan out and then when we left I would collect them all and we would go home so yeah. like it's it's one of those and I had a good time too even I'm just a Virgo I have to be in charge I have to be in control so that's my mental illness so this next one's from Mal she said do, do I need to be besties with my sibling's significant other my brother has a girlfriend and they've been together for a while now he's gotten to the point where he feels he'll marry her my brother and I are very close, so I've always envisioned me being friends, being able to kiki and be how I am with my family, with my future in-laws. The girlfriend and I get along and we have no issues with each other, but I just feel that she has closer relationships with other f- members of my family, like my cousins. I've been trying to reach out more. I invited her to lunch when I went to visit home. Any advice for working on that relationship? Should my brother facilitate that? How did Peely and Dason become close? That's a great question. So Drew, I mean, I mean, Drew didn't facilitate it. No, not at all. I mean, I think it's a natural progression. I don't know how long. Did she say how long her brother said a while? Okay. Yeah. I don't know how long your brother's been um, dating this person, but you know, it's a slow burn. I would say like to an extent, I mean, to have their own relationship outside of me, like how this August will be you and Billy's six year. Yeah. So like, I will say that me and Billy have gotten closer within the last year. I would say two, to be honest. No. When you were in New York. I wasn't close to him then. No, 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 no. When you came back from New York. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I'm saying like, I would say all of last year to now. So about a year. Yeah. To, and, and by that, we mean like they fostered their own relationship, yeah. like outside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, We always all hung out. Like, yeah, I always, never had any issues you know I mean? with him, but it yeah. was. When I was single, that's when we became friends. That's true. That is true. I don't know why, but I've also known Billy. I do. (laughs) No, I've also, I've known. That played a role. I, anyways, I've known Billy since I was 14. So we've always had somewhat of a a friendship. Yeah. A relationship. Yeah. But I would say we've significantly gone closer over the last year. Um, And that's something that just naturally kind of happened. Yeah. We went on like a hundred trips together last year. Yeah. So Drew's working because of my job. Yeah. yeah. And then me and Billy are like, I don't know. What do you want to do today? Like, okay. We were in Nashville and I was talking to him 
And yeah. then for like an hour. And then Drew came over and she goes, what's all over, all over your face? And I had a bunch of like fuzzies from a towel I was using <laughs> all over my face. And I was like, okay, I was talking to Billy for like an hour. And he goes, I thought that was supposed to be there. Well, no, you didn't. He's like, I just didn't know how to tell you. <laughs> I was like, you're just going to let her walk around like that? That's crazy. Yeah. But no, it just naturally happened. I think I facilitated it a little bit more. I think what's what I really have always really appreciated about Billy is he's so hyper aware that he's a man in every space he goes into. Yeah. So he makes it a point to make sure everyone's comfortable in the sense. That, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like I wish every man that went to the gym acted like him. Like they I could, I, I've watched Billy in the gym. Like he's just paying attention to himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas other men are walking and trying to look at other people and make people make eye contact with them. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so with Billy, I think he knows that I feel uncomfortable around men at yeah. all times. Yeah. So I would naturally try to be like, have you watched this show? And then we talk about that for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Well, and honestly, like Billy and Dason are the same and, in groups like they're not uh they're both like shy like billy's billy's way shyer than me i'm i'm the talker i'm the talker in the mm-hmm. relationship and dason has become a lot less shy especially within the last like five years two years i would say especially yeah um but you know it took one of them to really start uh facilitating yeah. this days because because they're both the same in that sense like yeah. they both they both would rather like listen and be talked to um because they get nervous in groups and billy gets really nervous in groups and so like um and like Jason said he's hyper aware of his of who he is and where he sits um you know as far as like optics wise and he doesn't want to make anyone uncomfortable and anything like that so he's very quiet in the beginning mm-hmm. uh around people he doesn't know so it took one of them to kind of reach out and then now i feel like they could hang out without me like <laughs> yeah which like i don't and and i will say this as someone who like has met a lot of in-laws like <laughs> like on whether it's through her or through <laughs> billy's brother um it's hard. It is hard, especially yeah. like I, I'm like obviously like like you like I want to kiki with the girls, right? But I'm also like significantly older than Billy's brother, so like his partners are significantly younger mm-hmm. than me. Um, so the dynamic is a little bit different. I don't know what the age difference is between you guys. Um, but I say like I I make it a point to reach out on my own um, when I could, and I would like try to grow my own relationship with them. Like, oh, like, I guess I could use Jared as an example, like Billy's brother. Yeah, who I, who I, we're both in-laws. Just started yes, becoming to each close other. to each other yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah, and like, they now they're becoming close too, which, which is so wonderful. And I love that so much. But like, I fostered my own relationship with Jared. Um, Billy didn't set that up. I just like, kind of took it upon myself to reach out. And like, whether or not they reciprocate, you can't control. Yeah. But you can control your own, like, actions. So that's what I did. And um, me and Jared are super close. And, like, I could hang out with Jared by myself easily. Yeah. Um, Just like Dason and Billy could hang out easily. Yeah. And my brother can hang out with both of them. And it's like they have a blast together. Yeah. Uh, With Billy and with Jared. So, like, I think it's just time letting it kind of happen naturally, um, reaching out like you did, like you said, you reached out to go to lunch. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and then I think you can never overlook tiny things like sending each other funny memes or things like that remind you of each other. Yeah. yeah. TikToks like me, I send Jared countless TikToks. I know now he sends me memes. Yeah. yeah he sends Jason memes. Like uh, I'll send Billy TikToks too, that I think are funny or that. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Same. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's, it's a little daunting. It's a little scary. 
uh, to get close to another, another person because that person is in a relationship with your sibling. But I think you're doing all the right things. I think just trust, trust your instincts in that sense. And just allow it to happen naturally. Yeah. Let it happen naturally. I think some people get freaked out when you try to force relationships on them. Some people need that though. Some people need you to like force your way into their lives. Otherwise, cause they're too nervous or shy to like yeah, sure. do it themselves. I would say, um, maybe do tiny stuff like that. Birthdays are important. I always like, you know, um, make sure to like say happy birthday to Billy's family and like get them nice gifts and like make them feel special too. stuff like that goes a long way, I think. So, and when they're going through a tough time, that also like helps too. like when Daisy went through her breakup, like Billy, um, reached out to her, which I thought was so sweet. Oh yeah. And he sent me an album. Yeah. And he wrote like a really nice message and like sent it to her. I was like throwing my phone. I was like, why can't I be with someone this thoughtful? (laughs) (laughs) When Billy told me, he didn't tell me he was doing it, but he told me after it made me cry. <laughs> yeah, I did too. And I was like, oh, it's just so sweet. I'm and eating like, Burger King for the third day in a row. Dude. Driving across the country. Yeah. Yeah. And like, exactly. Like someone like that, who's thoughtful and cares about your family is important. So I think your sister-in-law is lucky to have you because yeah. you care enough to want to foster a relationship with her. I would just say, let it happen. It'll happen. If it's meant to, it'll happen. I'll say this. At least you guys don't have beef. If yeah. you're like me and you have been with people who have siblings that you have fucking beef with, then yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's a lot That's harder. so much harder. So at least there's no bad blood. Maybe yeah. she's intimidated by you because you guys are so close. I feel like Billy, that, yeah. I feel like Billy may have been a little bit intimidated because Drew takes my opinion so seriously. We're very, yeah. very close. Yeah. Um, and I know I have not the upper hand, but I know that he maybe he feels like that. So I'm like, Oh, I'll do it. I don't care about it. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Like, it, well, and it's also like, it's my family. Yeah, so he doesn't exactly. want to like overstep. Um, even like sometimes Billy will be like, I'll, I'll cry to him about stuff like I'm stressed about or worried about. And he's like, do you want to call your mom or your sister? Like maybe I, he's like, like, I feel like I'm doing my absolute best to like be there for you. But I feel like maybe they might have a perspective that might make you feel better. Cause there are some things he just can't relate to. Yeah. <laughs> or we've been on Facebook um, before. I'm like, well, did you ask Billy? And yeah. he was like, yeah. And I told her the same thing. Like when I, we were going to do that crazy thing. on. <laughs> and I was like, is this too far? And he went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like she's right like at at least you um want to make an active concerted effort and it can be intimidating yeah coming into a family where everyone's really close Mm -hmm. it can be intimidating if you've ever had in-laws you got issues (laughs) you got beef with i'm I'm really lucky in that sense i will say that so lucky so lucky so lucky like i get along really well with billy's parents like and they're, they're close like relatively close with our family too yeah like yeah. they're super sweet people like, i get it real i get along really well with his mom yeah and um his dad too but like you know they're dads so like his mom and i like kiki all the time and um i used to like take her shopping and shit all the time when i lived with them and like we do stuff all together. Sometimes I'll send her stuff that I think is I think is cute and I know she'll enjoy. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So like and Jared obviously is like my son too. So like yeah. <laughs> so uh I got I got really lucky. But it sounds like you got like like your sister in law got lucky because she has your brother and then she has you. So yeah, that's my advice. But I think you're doing all the right things. Study the course. I think it'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the last one. We're going to end on this. Don't forget we're doing a part three. So if you do want to be maybe included, please send in your thing. Yeah. So this one's from Hazel. She said, this is the most dumbass question in my opinion, <laughs> but how do you get over someone who literally does not give a shit about you? 
I've dug myself into a situationship. And even though I'm not actively talking to or seeing this guy, I can't stop thinking about him. I keep thinking there's something wrong with me, which is the reason why he doesn't like me the way I like him. I know that's not logical at all. And he's just a douchebag. But I need help getting this thought process out of my head. Free therapy, I guess. I don't know. Love you both. Sorry for the long ass question. Also, bad indigenous bitches unite. Proud native Alaskan here. Oh, period. Period. Um, Not to your situation, but to being indigenous. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would say. Well, first off. That's why I don't like situationships. And I've told you guys that because I feel like my emotional bitches. They, this is what happens to you guys. And it always breaks my heart to read it. Cause I, yeah, I she's can, a Pisces rising, which is a Libra sign. Mm, I, well, first off a superficial thing you can do. Think about X. That's easy. Think about X that just, they gross you the fuck out. What like was the new one we just got. We were somewhere and you were like new ick. Oh, the egg we were talking about with Caleb. He said, plugging your nose. Yeah. Before you jump in the water. Before you jump in the water. Does he do that? I guarantee you if he's a douchebag and he was in a situation with you and he treated you like shit, I guarantee there's a list of icks. I guarantee it. Like, and honestly, like one of our friends, I helped her get out of a situation. Oh yeah. And that ick list was long. Yeah. It was, I, oh my God, bitch. Like the more I dug, I was like, you're out of your mind. Have you lost it completely? And she was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know you hear what you're saying when you say it to me. I, and when it happened, you didn't say anything. And that's like, it's like, um, that's that being young and having a high tolerance. Well, and a high tolerance. High tolerance. Yeah. Cause she's young. Um, so like my friend was young. Yeah. So (laughs) I would just say like, I know I want to tell you guys so bad what she said, but we can't. I know I can't. It'll give it away. I can't, it'll give it away, (laughs) but it would blow your fucking mind. Like if you heard that, but see, that's my, my point. When you enter in relationships like this with people, they can be exciting, I think, because there's like a a forbidden fruit element to it, I think. Like, because to an extent, you're doing something that's like, like, oh, no, I'm 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 like, you know, outside of society. Like, we're not a couple. Yeah. But we're like, it's like an exciting new thing. And then you you become infatuated with each other. You share intimacy with each other that, you know, alters your relationship entirely when you become intimate with each other. And I feel like you're just blinded by the excitement and the newness of it. Mm -hmm. And so you miss glaring red flags. Like, I don't know what the fuck my friend was looking at when she couldn't see it. Her eyes were closed, like completely. Cause (laughs) I was like, there's taped shut. Cause there's (laughs) no way you didn't see that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's common. I think it, it happens a lot. And I don't know how old you are. I'm not sure if you're young, but, um, First of all, and and also too, I would say it's normal to feel that way. It's normal to feel like this, like loss of someone and to feel, um, you know, like just like almost like you went through a breakup, even though it wasn't a breakup. Yeah. That's normal. And it's, and it's valid. And you know, you're not silly for feeling that way. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything's wrong with you, but I will say too, like you saying that you feel like the reason why he doesn't want to be with you could be a like something that's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wrong. That's not why he doesn't want to be with you. He doesn't want to be with you because he's not the person that's supposed to be with you. If that makes sense. Ooh, say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Write that down. He doesn't. He he doesn't want to be with you because he's not the right person. You know what I mean. So 
it's natural to feel like, I think it's natural to feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me if this person mm-hmm. doesn't want to be with me. But I genuinely believe that the, you can never, like what we say all the time, like you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there's no fucking way if that person was meant to be with you and meant to be in your life that it would be turn out this way. Mm-hmm. So in order to move on, I would focus on X. I would look back. It's kind of like, how we talked about 500 days of summer. Yeah. Um, that part where he's talking to Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, she goes, was it? He's like, it was perfect. And she's like, was it? And she tells him like, really look, like look back and really look this time. And then he revisits all those mm-hmm. old moments and he sees them for what they really were. Mm-hmm. That's what I think you should do too. You talked about like getting over someone who doesn't care about you. That takes time. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, you know what it it tells me more about is how you think of yourself. Yep. That's what I think of. And where you derive validation from too. Well, I think of me in my first three months of my breakup, like I was like, I cannot believe you don't give a fuck. Right. That's how it it feels. Right. But I think, well, I care so much and this person doesn't. Right. Why can't I apply everything I'm trying to throw at them and towards and towards myself? Yeah. Absolutely. So like, especially because you said like, is there something wrong with me? Like, I felt like that too. Like, oh, okay, it's because I'm ugly or I'm annoying or my body's ugly or whatever, right? Like yeah. natural thoughts we all yeah, have when you're in situations like that. But I think if you, that's why I, when I had to take a hard look at the irrational uh, thoughts I have about myself that mm-hmm. no one has ever said to me, it's just stuff I've completely made up because I have anxiety. Yeah. Um, and when you look at it like that, then you're, then I, as I'm saying, like, I can't even imagine how I'm going to approach relationships now because yeah. of how high I hold my standards and how high of a standard I hold myself to as well. Well, and you also think too, like the irrational thoughts thing, like my, my therapist has talked to me about this, but thoughts are just thoughts that doesn't make them true. Yeah. And they're like feelings where they come and they go. So just because you have those thoughts that maybe something's wrong with you, or maybe, maybe he's looking for someone who's looks a certain way or maybe whatever irrational thoughts you're having. Um, having them is natural. Um, believing them is not required, right? Because they're just thoughts. They happen, they come and they go, right? They're just as fleeting as they are, as they are like, um, like untrue. Like they're just like, they're always so non committal and they're not for real. Right. So, it's it's valid to have them, but that doesn't mean you need to believe them because they're not they're not always true. No, they're not true. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're not they're true not at true all. At all yeah. yeah, like especially if you're having doubts about yourself. But um, I would say to like Jason said to derive from that what you can take from that is what you don't want in any relationship moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then you can also be honest with yourself too about whether or not you enjoy situationships whether or not they work for you. Sometimes people find out, I think it's very common for people to find out the hard way that they don't work, right? Because you're someone who has a lot of love to give and wants to give it to someone who deserves it. So if people who are non-committal moving forward, you're going to be like, I'm not even going to waste my time with that because Mm -hmm. I know how that worked out last time and that's Mm -hmm. not fair to me. And that's valid too. So I would say to focus, refocus all that energy and love towards yourself, the love that this person clearly uh, doesn't deserve Yeah, redirected to you. And there's nothing wrong with you for thinking about him still. I mean, yeah, it's natural. We've all done it. So, <laughs> I mean, I've even done it with people I haven't even been in actual situationships with. It's just like talking phases and then yeah. they fuck me over and I'm like, ugh. 
And then, then I'm like, then I'm embarrassed because then I think about all the red flags I ignored. See, I'm still doing See it. See what I mean? You like, know what I mean? It's, oh, excuse me. It's natural. But I think if you look back, you'll really see, you'll see stuff that makes you feel a lot better that it's no longer a thing. Yeah. You know Are what you I not mean? embarrassed? That's what yeah. you're You'll look it, back yeah. and you'll be like, oh my God. Like, I, I wish to God I could tell you what my friend <laughs> was ignoring. <laughs> I wish I could. That might make you feel better, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I would say someone like that doesn't deserve you clearly. Right. And they're going to find that out one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's none of your business because they're not your problem anymore. Yeah. Right? So instead so, of thinking about them, think about you and what about you, you could be doing to make yourself yeah. feel better. But focus on the ics. That's going to help you move. Oh, dead quick. I- and I'm sure that person had ics of their very own. Imagine unique that, yeah. so like, them bending over and you see a little bit of their butt crack. Their butt crack. When they get out of the car, you see their butt crack. Ugh. God. That makes my stomach hurt. Dude, I just like... The men are going to be like, what? We're not allowed to have butt cracks? No, those are for women. <laughs> no, erase it. Like Doodle Bob when he's like... You know how like girls will wear dresses... <laughs> <laughs> you know how girls will wear dresses that show like the top of their butt crack? I honestly think they're so brave for doing that. No. Like there's just Oh, oh, the backlist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If Bad Bunny like That's you know, cute. Okay. So, that's hot. Yeah. On a woman. On a woman. When Bad Bunny wore that Anyone that's not a man. When Bad Bunny wore that Yeah, there you go. Wore that backlist thing at the Met. If his butt cracker was hanging out, would you not would you be mad? I don't care about Bad Bunny, so. No, but I'm just saying he's a man and you see his butt crack. What would you think? Put it away. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Butt cracks are cute on women yeah. and on men. They're disgusting. So yeah. <laughs> so, That's what I was asking you. What, what if is. he did that with, I guess you, uh, you're not even a big fan. So it doesn't even make sense. I just mean like, I'm, I'm not attracted. I like, I don't, I'm not attracted to bad money at all. So like, I, do I can't you think really, that when you see Billy's butt crack, I never see his butt crack as it should be, <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. Like, obviously I've seen it, but like, I don't ever see it hanging out of anything. <laughs> When he gets out of the car, or no, whatever. Yeah. never, never. In the six years we've been together, never, <laughs> never. Why do you think we're still together? <laughs> That's my point. Like, like ill, like ill, ill. Or like men, like think about men, like like celebrating, like really hard after something silly happens, like like they make a a shot in cornhole. Not even that. Like, I mean, if they like cornhole, that's strange. I find cornhole boring, but that's just, you know, not my culture. So yeah, that's maybe that's go, why. Yeah. But um, no, like when they watch like a game on the television. Okay. Like a football. And then or- like, yeah, like or basketball or whatever. And then they like make an amazing play. And then they're like, let's fucking go. Doesn't that make you want to kill yourself? Because it makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> like, so gross. Like, ew. See, I don't think Ew. that, you know how like soccer or they call it football over there in England is so inherent in their culture. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Like watching them celebrate stuff like that, watching that. I don't feel like that. It's only American sports because they say things like, let's fucking go. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, ew, like, what are you celebrating? Sit down. Like, that's why I'm like, like when you're uh, so, and I'm talking about like celebrating, like you're on the team, like sure. Okay. Sit down. Ew. So if you went like courtside at a game and he's acting like that, like, you know, what I mean, courtside at a game is different because I feel like you're, you're in the the environment the and, energy. You're like, okay. and you're like, oh my gosh, crazy. Okay. It's when ho- you're at home, when you're at an islands on a Tuesday, like you're at B dubs and you're doing that and you have a Jersey on like sit down, like, ew, what is wrong with you? Yeah. 
and they go around and they high five strangers. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Did you ever when your football team? Well, I guess you weren't that good, right? My my football team sucked okay. ass. So they say our football team was obviously really good. Yeah, when they would play away games. We would go to like a bar and go watch the game. We never did that. I know. I was trying to think of a sport that maybe you would go do that for, but none of them exist at your school. Like away games? No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, never. I was thinking like we would go and like. I think hearing any men that watches Oregon football specifically is so irritating. <laughs> Girl, Chip Kelly, you know, he should be doing well. It's like they, they like, let's fucking go. They go, they high five yeah. people. Or like if something bad happens, they're like, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Who's we? <laughs> See, it's our defense. Our? I'm not on the field. And neither are you, bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like that. Oh, ugh, just the. The ick just courses through my veins, bro. It like creeps up my back. Yeah. Ugh. Like yeah. They like like the Steelers and they have a Steelers phone case and it's the background of their phone. Yeah. Their Facebook just... picture is the Steelers flag. What do they call the thing? The terrible towels. That's cool. I mean, terrible towels. That's a. I. That's their culture, right? Like they. They have like a. That's fine. Like small tongue camaraderie is not what I'm talking about. I mean, like. A, a diehard like Pat's fan is like in a Buffalo Wild Wings in like Yorba Linda and he's doing that like no <laughs> like no you are not allowed to do that like especially in public like I feel people- like the only time they're allowed to do that is when we're watching the Olympics no even then <laughs> even then even supporting then. LeBron James at the Olympics. That's the only time it's allowed. Even then you're watching basketball at the Olympics. That's crazy. You could be watching gymnastics and you're watching basketball. You're insane. I'd rather watch rowing than basketball. Nobody Dude, watches basketball at the it. Olympics. You're crazy. You know what you'd be good at rowing? I don't know what it's called, but there's someone that sits, I think at the back or the front of the boat. I don't know what, what side of it when they row. Yeah. Yeah. And they just yell. You'd be really good at that. Yeah, man. Rowing is fucking hard. And I used to watch that. I watched that in the Olympics mm-hmm. too. The sprints, gymnastics the throwing mm-hmm. rowing volley sand volleyball yeah even the indoor even indoor yeah. but i love sand like i'm just saying you're watching fucking basketball even diving that's crazy diving i love diving swimming dude in pairs love us, us coded we love. should enter in the next one we're not nearly coordinated enough <laughs> to do that we that's just okay. keep pencil diving <laughs> i just keep cannonballing off the off the top that. off the top yeah <laughs> Yeah, I do a jackknife like a whole tiny. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, and and if they watch the Olymp- that same guy yeah. when they watch the Olympics, they only watch basketball. Like, fuck you. I think the thing I I don't like about the Olympics the most is they put the like w- like I would want to watch like sevens rugby, but they put it at like two a.m. Yeah, well, that's time zones. That's why I know the world is be watching. more convenient to me and <laughs> put it on at nine a.m. That's so hard. <laughs> Well, Being a spectator from home. Yeah, yeah. They don't get it. The athletes don't understand how hard it is for me to get up early to watch you. Um, that's a joke, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's like, like men like, and then men are saying like, so we're not allowed to enjoy things? No, you're not. No. Girl, so let me get this straight. I can't have a butt crack. I can't plug my nose when I jump in the water. Yeah, and then they're going to be like, that's oppression. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, you fucking dumbass. Like, that's why... That's like, it makes me icked out. Luckily for you, you're never going to date me. So don't worry about yeah. it. Like Leo Skeppy, he said that he had a crush on someone at the gym and he said that his, he said hi to his gym crush. And when his, his gym crush picked up his phone and he had one of those little like envelope looking phone cases. Yeah. Like a wallet. He's all immediate ick. 
There's a new one for you right there. Listen, in this day and age, just, dude. Someone oh was like, God. imagine him opening it up to take a selfie with you. <laughs> like, yeah, when it's like a, like a book. Dude. No, so ma'am. funny, dude. And to each their own. That's what I think about Ix. They're harmless mm-hmm. and they're, they're specific to the person as long as they're not bigoted in their very nature. Yeah. Ix are supposed to be silly and fun. If I don't fucking like when men go, let's fucking go when they see another grown man do something cool on TV, <laughs> that's me. That's on me. Let me take that's that. That's all me. That's on me. I will TM. That's me. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. So, yeah, think about X. That'll help you move on really fast. I know. The I'm worst sure is when you lot. see a celebrity crush that you pretend you're with all the time in your head doing X. Nothing worse. Oh, just. I'm trying to think of more, but it's just so hard. <laughs> that's so hard like i don't know i don't know how to describe it oh when men walk when they walk in 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 flip-flops like they, have, they don't have their foot all the way in well that doesn't bother me necessarily it's when it makes a lot of noise like, like they clapping? go like they go like why are you making so much noise how come i can walk and you can't hear me yeah. but i can hear you i hate that and they're like like Mm-hmm. Like they're slapping really loud. Yeah, when like they're that. like, well, how come women don't have icks? Women don't do anything around me that make me. I don't know. Ask yourself that. That make, me, <laughs> yeah. that make me violently angry. You know why? Because men's icks about women are, li- it's literally just misogyny. When she know. talks to me, when she when she wants to spend quality time yeah. with me. No, no, but I'm saying me as a queer person, like I can't think of any. Me either, because women don't do anything like that. So. Why are you guys so cringy? Ask yourselves that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know why you're like that. Don't get mad at me. If, if I did, don't you think I would have done something about it by now? <laughs> like If I could fix you guys from doing that, don't you think I would have done something by now? All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Two Idiot Girls. Yes. It was 100 years long, and it's long for all you freak, you bean freaks out there that ask for longer episodes. Yeah. You're you guys welcome. liked that the last one was longer. I know. So you're welcome. But other than that, we hope you had a great week. And if you want to listen to other uh, episodes of this podcast, it's available everywhere you can listen to audio and the video version is always on our YouTube channel. Yes. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.